Welcome to the Sisters in Therapy podcast, previously known as On the Couch podcast. New listeners, old listeners, thank you for rocking with us. I'm Mercedes, a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm Takesha, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I am Brittany, a licensed professional counselor. We all fall under the umbrella of licensed mental health professionals, here to share our unpopular opinions as well as our clinical expertise about all things life, ranging from mental health to trending topics on social media. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute with a mental health professional, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content and be inspired to love on yourself. Now, let's get on the couch. So today on Sisters in Therapy, we're going to have a conversation about the concepts of grief and the many situations across our lives that trigger grief. Um, So the title of this session is, There is More to Grief Than Death. Mm -hmm. So... I guess the question is, can we grieve even if we never? If, can we can we grieve even if nobody has died? Oh, absolutely, grief. I think grief is a part of life. Um, hence, the title of the session. Uh, I've discovered that more and more, given um, what I've helped my clients process, and usually presenting that as one of the issues they may be experiencing in regards to maybe a life they thought they would have had or. Losing mm-hmm. a relationship or things like that. Mm-hmm. That's actually a big one that I was just recently working on with my adult clients. And I had them um, do a writing prompt that we got, Mercedes and I got when we were in um, our master's program. And it was remembering a different future. Loved it. Yeah. So I had them do like remembering slash grieving mm-hmm. a different future because they just kept kind of getting caught up in. I did not see my life going this way. I did not see myself here. Yes. Remembering a different future is a very powerful piece of narrative therapy, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But, you know, grief is a legitimate response to any loss we deem significant. Exactly. And there is more to grief than death. But society sometimes only recognizes death as a reason to validate loss for for someone mm-hmm. um of course and death is a big big one that's a big one but there are other reasons why we sometimes feel mourning and and pain in regards to things that happen in our lives we don't realize that it's a loss mm-hmm. um but those things come to help us grow sometimes but that doesn't mean that they're not painful because right. growth is painful I, I wonder if that could be said about like how people really just don't know what emotional responses are to different things that we may ultimately lose. Right. To simply only apply grief to the death of a loved one is pretty limited considering how complex right. grief is. Right. The human experience. Right. Well. Right. And sometimes, you know, honestly, I was reading an article and they said we have a we have a lifetime of loss. Right. Really I was do. just thinking that we it, have a lifetime of it's loss. It's filled with it. It's how we grow as well, though. Mm-hmm. We we let things go. You're clearing out the old and going on with the new. And so I'm going to list some examples of things people grieve. Um, selling the family home, relocating to another country or state, starting a new job, leaving an old social circle. Um, joining a new one, the death of a pet, your child's first day of school, retirement is a big one, moving your parents into a nursing home, letting go of a long-held dream, a future that suddenly looks different from what you imagined. We just talked about that. The breakdown of a relationship or friendship, an abortion, stillbirth, bankruptcy, um, miscarriages, divorces, and then your child going to college or even, you know, your child going to prison or, you know, somebody losing their job. 
or even a coworker quitting a job that you have or even like um your favorite teacher you know leaving a job so many things that we mm -hmm. lose or just you know getting cut from a soccer team or a basketball team it's really all lost when, when i think about grieving outside of loss of life i really think about it as just moving from one phase of life to another mm -hmm. transitioning yes so like yes. all of those that you named are really kind of like all transitioning points mm -hmm. in life mm -hmm. but society doesn't validate the loss because no one died mm -hmm. so the pain is sometimes not understood mm -hmm. absolutely not and grief is how we process those losses even though People are not kind of like giving permission to grieve. You have to give yourself permission to grieve mm -hmm. the, the thing that you lost or you're going to drive yourself in a circle. Yeah. Um, I think I think what's important for, for people, because it, it's, it's obviously it's pretty complex. I think people have to learn to recognize that these emotions that mm -hmm. they have are absolutely normal. Normal. And it's it's. What's the word I'm looking for? It's aligned with the situation. I think yes. people really don't know that you. It's expected to have an emotional response to something that was once yours, or thought, or something that you thought would be yours. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. And I'm finding myself having to encourage my clients to really just take a moment. This is something that we got to take our time to work through. It's, right. There's. There's no more of the getting over it. We, we've seen how that has not really served. Pushing it, it down doesn't work. And you know what? It has served the purpose for if the mission was for you to get over it, sure. It served that temporary purpose. Mm -hmm. But now we are here. And now we got to figure out the right steps to really work through this, this right. thing. Right. Because since society doesn't always validate it, people don't feel like they have the right to be sad about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's when you have to like do your own work and don't look for society to validate you. And so... Liberation over validation is something that my client said in therapy yesterday, and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. She like always choose liberation over validation, and liberation okay. comes from giving yourself permission to feel what you're feeling. There's nothing wrong with you if you grieve the loss of a job or the loss of a friendship. People grow apart, but people may think it's dramatic if you're dead upset or you dead hurt about that hurt by it. Have you guys seen this in the therapy room? Oh yeah. I feel like people think emotions are dramatic in general. <laughs> this yes. is true. I feel like they society gives us like a baseline of a few emotions and say, you know, if you're going to have an emotion, have one of these and still there are limits for each, but they only give you a few. Mm -hmm. There's a whole emotional out there with tons and tons of emotions. Mm -hmm. They go from any range um, far and wide. So I feel like people always say it's dramatic, no matter what. Mm hmm. What people say they experience. Yeah, and you you know, yeah, but people, you're not being silly or blowing things out of proportion because you're feeling like you're feeling down or you're feeling sad because mm -hmm. something that you once enjoyed or something that you found significant is no longer a part of your life. Right, and and grief becomes complicated when it doesn't happen. Like you right. find yourself potentially being stuck whether it's regret or depressed or angry, you just find yourself stuck in that stage mm -hmm. and it becomes complicated because it's affecting your different areas of a person's life. Yeah, I think we, I think as as a world, we all was faced with a new idea or a new concept of grief, just all being in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We were mourning the way life was. Um, people mm -hmm. were struggling, but people didn't realize 
as a people, we were grieving yep. life. Right. Whether it's, it was the routine or right. the job. We were, we were, we were, we were all teaching. grieving. Right. Mm-hmm. The, especially the socializing. That's what, you know, that's what um, kind of, you know, made people struggle a lot was the socializing. People really were struggling with that. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like because you asked a minute ago, like, have we, how have we seen this kind of come up in general? And I feel like with any grief and sadly enough, even in loss of life, um, we're so committed to the um, being productive Mm-hmm. ideal yes. of mm-hmm. you just kind of need to move on and so anytime people grieve um losing a job or even lose a breakup or i know people who have lost people and they say you're not past that yet mm. yes you're not even giving people the space to even sit with the loss or to even experience it or process through it in a healthy way because really from the beginning you Kind of are already planning on okay. Well, what's what's next? Mm-hmm. Right. I I I wonder if that happens because, in general, people don't know how to be supportive of a person that's grieving. And that's exactly what when we were talking about shit that's not funny. That's exactly what he was saying. We feel helpless, so we joke about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know what to do, so we joke about it. But you know, sometimes you don't have to do anything except show up and be there physically for somebody. Right. Rub exactly. their back or just sitting silent with people those are just some of the things that you can do yeah and if you don't know what to do you i I think we don't like to ask questions too because we don't want to we're uncomfortable we're uncomfortable we don't want to feel vulnerable we also don't like to look stupid again that's kind of like ego Mm -hmm. nobody is saying that you look stupid it's okay to ask people how can i support you what do you need from me how Mm -hmm. can i help like i feel like those are basic questions that just if nothing else, let them know that they are in a safe space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the, as a therapist, I for sure have seen grief in the therapy room with many faces. But as I re- think about my own experiences in life, I think something that I was, something that I particularly felt as a loss, I look back on it now that I didn't know what it was then, was graduating college. Mm. Um, a lot of people go through a grieving stage, but we don't That's exactly true. know what to call it. And I've seen threads on Twitter where people talk about the depression that they felt when they graduated college. Mm-hmm. Especially college athletes. Especially especially athletes in general, whether mm-hmm. that yes. And so That's true. That's that's athletes in general. They yeah. they, they grieve a lot. Because mm-hmm. even in high school, mm-hmm. I feel like I grieved when I tore my ACL and mm-hmm. I could not play volleyball or basketball the whole season. I I didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I, I probably didn't call it grief. All I knew was like this one thing that I do kind of as an outlet mm-hmm. is no longer there. And mm-hmm. I literally don't know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so in regards to athletes, I think a lot of times when an athlete is trying to go to the next level mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out for them, they don't realize that they are grieving. And mm-hmm. that is that can be where you talk about like the stages of grief. In regards to something outside of death. Mm-hmm. So, Brittany, you want to talk about the stages of grief? Yes. The the five initial stages mm-hmm. is denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Yes. Um, and I added two more stages, right? Yes. Um, but that one was only the, the first five. Okay, we can just talk about the first five. I only talk about the first five in therapy anyway because mm-hmm. I like the first five. In addition, I, I really didn't see the need for the other two stages. Right. Um, but and so people and, and if you and if you're listening to this and you've experienced any of these things, you have experienced a loss and it's okay to grieve about it. And so a lot of times we don't recognize it, but we do go through those stages. Oh, absolutely. We do for sure denial. 
Absolutely. Um, I think one of the ones that might be, I don't know, maybe a little confusing for some people might be bargaining. Kind of consider trying to see what that looks like. That that looks like. Are you about to give us an Go example? Ahead. Go ahead. But in to my so bargaining to me comes when somebody loses a loved one. Mm -hmm. That's when they're bargaining with God to bring mm -hmm. them back. I've seen mm -hmm. it with my own family, and I've seen that in therapy. Like mm -hmm. even though we know that's irrational and they can't come back, I've heard people in therapy like bargaining with God on the couch, like right. just mm -hmm. bring them back. Right. But yeah. what else would it look like? It just said you may find yourself creating a lot of what if and if only statements. Okay. So example for like job loss, if only I worked more weekends, they would have seen how valuable I am as gotcha. an employee. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, you're trying to bargain why this thing was lost, trying to figure out and create scenarios that really cause more stress because mm -hmm. that thing is no longer existing. But you, you know. want to understand. Right. You need some justification. Right. Exactly. Closure. Mm -hmm. And, a part and of that could lead to self-blame. It does lead to self-blame. Mm -hmm. And um, it also, but in order to get past the bargaining, that means you would have to surrender. Mm -hmm. and, and, and even there's depression and acceptance. I think the acceptance part obviously is considered the end of the stages. Now, just for clarity, everybody doesn't go through all of the stages no. of grief. Sometimes you can skip around or maybe you just end up in one. I think sometimes people, there's guilt tied to grief. I think because it's it's the reality of if I move forward, I no longer have any mm -hmm. emotional tie mm -hmm. to I agree. this person, this life. So how can I move on when I may forget what mm -hmm. that was for me? And that's not really a, a healthy approach, truthfully. Right. But sometimes that's all people know. And it, there's a, like I said, there's a guilt to moving forward and I always have to encourage people that you are worth learning from this this experience what do we want to do with this information mm -hmm. I agree and so it, it sometimes it depends on what you're grieving yeah um if I'm so grief comes from things that we deem significant and grief can also come from things that hurt us that we move on for we move on from as well that's also a loss mm -hmm. um I think I read somewhere that sometimes I miss Somebody said sometimes I miss the times, but I don't miss the people. Mm -hmm. Right. It's the routine. Right. Like mm -hmm. a friendship that they had, they may have been toxic, but she's like, even though we were all like fake, I was having a good time until like you really dig deeper. But I miss the times that we were, the things that we were doing, but I don't necessarily miss the person. Right. Which is right. I've seen that before, even in relationships when they're like, yeah. I miss my partner as far as like, I miss having someone there when I get right. home. I mm -hmm. miss kind of being able to go to sleep with someone but the actual like content of the relationship and how mm -hmm. you guys actually got along was mm -hmm. not really healthy or ideal mm -hmm. yeah so this you know this particular topic is something that i don't think we as a as a society think about a ways that could like drive people insane when they're not realizing why they're having this response to something because they don't really know what to name it what to call it but it really is grief yeah. and i and i really 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 saw this a lot during the pandemic and mm -hmm. even though we're still in the pandemic during 2020 there was a lot going mm -hmm. on and so we all were grieving i'm like nobody really even thought about it like that well no and a lot of people lost jobs sorry you good oh for but, sure but jobs and i feel like people don't really account for that as far as people's like safety and security like mm -hmm. you want to tell them get up find something different but it's right. like this was a shut a sudden shift out of nowhere mm -hmm. and you sitting here thinking about your basic needs and then if mm -hmm. you have a family 
that's a lot of laws out of nowhere mm -hmm. that we're just supposed to push aside and get up and start doing something different. We have to make, we have to sit with stuff and make space for it. Um, so that we can feel it and acknowledge it because we keep on pushing it down. It's, it's going to make things worse. And so a lot of people, well, particularly a family that I'm seeing now that I'm, now that as we're talking, it's playing out in my head that they're grieving their freedom because mm -hmm. they also went from being just parents to also teachers like homeschooling. Oh, absolutely. That is something that people are grieving and it is driving some people insane because they're there's more on their plate they're grieving not having all this stuff on their plate. i don't want this is not necessarily a loss it's something that's added to me mm -hmm. i don't want it yeah right it is grief and i was thinking about that in general just even in becoming parents mm -hmm. yes there is good stress but there's also bad stress For or sure. you know even sad stress and you still might be grieving the life that you had before. You could take trips with mm -hmm. your friends out of nowhere. You could do stuff at the drop mm -hmm. of a dime. And you really can't do that once Yeah, you have children. Yeah. And I feel like people would try to like shame they do try parents shame. for feeling sad that they don't have as much freedom as they used to. That is a big part of um, why people become unhappy when they become parents. I think that as a therapist, it is my responsibility to let them know that this is a loss and mm -hmm. that your feelings are okay and that you have a right to feel them. I'm not going to encourage you to be a neglectful parent, of course. but I want to process this with you so that you can understand it and that you won't walk out of here feeling like you're crazy or you're going insane or you're selfish. No, mm -hmm. you miss the freedom. Right. And I also think that helps me as a therapist when I see people who are who don't have children yet to bring up these questions so that we can get in front of exactly. this thing. Um, and so that we can talk about and process how you will handle the loss of freedom that's going to come along with parenting. Right. Our problems are ways mm -hmm. to incorporate some of your freedom, you know, just yeah. talk about it, having the conversation. Yeah. Which you should be having or thinking about in general anytime you're about to make a transition because you might not even notice it. Mm -hmm. But if you're transitioning into something new, there probably is something about where you're at right now that you're going to miss. Mm -hmm. So process it so you can plan and prepare on how to move forward in a healthy way. Yeah. Yes. So how do you think, let's take friendships, for example, or even partnerships. Friendships. In general, how do you, what do you all think will be helpful in encouraging people how to be support for a person that's grieving? A divorce or a friendship? Either. Just, you know that this person is close to you, that they're grieving. How do you think other people can be a support system for this person? Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they should do just that. Be a silent support and not try to encourage somebody to move forward or move on or, you know, just, oh, get over it. It was, it's not that big of a deal. Just try to validate and understand so the thing is people don't validate the loss mm -hmm. and so the pain always seem inappropriate when people are it seems as dramatic or you're doing too much or you in your feelings i think any of those things is the opposite of what you should do and i think that you should and you know normalize it for the person like yo this is a loss it's okay mm -hmm. maybe you should go talk to somebody about it mm -hmm. maybe you should journal about it um and also it depends on what they lost and meet them where they're at. First off, let them talk. Yeah. See what their thoughts or feelings yeah. are on it. I know a lot of times we try to help, mm -hmm. right? Best intents, um, intentions. We try to help and say, well, you know, that person wants shit anyway. 
or yes, that yes. job wasn't shit anyway. Okay, that's still like a job that I loved, or that's right. still a person that I really cared about. Yeah. We were together for a long time. That's you know a lot of my life went to that person. Mm-hmm. It's not really helping me in the heat of the moment for you to say how much they went shit. Right. So see where they're actually at with it. Really, it's a skill called reflection. Mm-hmm. If you just look it up. It's a really basic skill. You just kind of reflecting back to them what they're saying. Yeah. Of like, I hear you. I hear you saying that mm-hmm. you're having a hard time with mm-hmm. this. And then just ask what they need from you or how you can help. Really just you even. Making it a safe space. Yeah. Right. And saying that you hear them. Right. I think what people who may be in a, a space where they have to be supportive of a person that's grieving. I think people may have to prepare themselves for this person to be a little bit different or distant. I Th- think people don't one. know how to. They try to force themselves upon this person who literally may, just may need the space right. to really adjust to this this big life change. And it requires a lot of patience and it requires people to not take it personally. It does require people to not take it personally. And it also requires people to not force toxic positivity on people yes. during those times. Yes. Um, and that's them trying to help. That, yes. that's them, and it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It right. just means like that's not needed. I think the best thing you can do is try to create a safe space for people. As Takesha called an island of love. Mm-hmm. Um, let people know that it's not all in their head. They're not crazy for feeling the way that they're feeling. That's the biggest thing. Everybody I talk to in therapy, the first session, they trying to tell me that they're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Every single person, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you are. You know, and I'm like. Why Why do people think they're crazy for needing to feel what they feel? Because, and I think 2020 has really brought out a lot of it. I, people really don't know what to do. Yeah, coping They is don't know what to very do. And it's even the mere fact that people had to stay at home and be isolated was the farthest thing from their mind. And now they're forced in the situation that nobody really prepared for. Right. And now I got to sit and think, and I don't like these thoughts. I think it's emotional intelligence, too. Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, if they don't feel something that's good or happy, well, you must think I'm crazy because I'm sad. Or you must think I'm crazy because I'm angry. Or you must think I'm crazy because I'm talking to a therapist about it. Yeah, That's what I'm getting from people in the therapy room. You got emotions. We we all feel all the emotions. Mm -hmm. As humans, we all do. There is nothing good or bad about any of them. It's just, again, tools. To show you what you need to be doing with this with this emotion, and even with even with twenty twenty and us being forced to be still, we were able to see that people really weren't happy anyway. They were just socializing right. and partying their way through whatever it is that they were going through. And twenty twenty forced everybody to kind of like, oh, I got to do something different. This ain't working because I'm alone with my thoughts and I'm alone with my emotions. Yeah, but it was heavy because you were just grieving. The life that you did have, and right. you, I feel like we, some of us weren't trying to make space for the alternative. Mm. We weren't trying to make space for it because we just kept on trying to like we we wouldn't accept it. Mm. We was in denial. We was going through stages of grief in twenty twenty. Like nah, people was like this virus ain't real. Everybody was going through mm-hmm. it. The, and I'm, now that I'm, I'm just thinking out loud, like we were going through the stages of grief literally in twenty twenty. Absolutely, and people and there's still residual effects of it. It's it's still a constant thing, and I think. I mean, obviously, there was more talk of going to to therapy and seeking help. There was people really needed that. They really did. Um, I mean, even as therapists, we were adjusting. Like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, for I, sure. I offer way more compassion, though I already have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was able to 
normalize the emotions that my clients were feeling. And they were like, I know you understand. I absolutely do. I'm in here with you, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean, I think, so I was grieving the, I feel like in 2020, I was also grieving, like, being productive. Because I feel like I was, I feel like I should have been being productive. And so when my job switched to work from home, I really feel like I wasn't doing anything. I was struggling. Like, I need, I'm like, this don't feel right. I'm like, why am I, I can't, I can't just accept that this is where we are. Like, as the world right now, this is just the situation that I'm in. And so even though some of y'all like were still doing, I guess, harder work or something than me. So I was like, I need to be doing something. Mm -hmm. I was very uncomfortable in 2020. I don't know what it was. Yeah. I mean, I was too. I mean, I went from going into the field to like, okay, take all your equipment home and Mm -hmm. and work from home. And I was working too hard. Like there was no, because once you like go from client to client, you able to like say, okay, let me slow down, get something to eat. I'm in this, I'm in my own space and I'm going, going, going. I have nothing for myself at the end of the day. Right. You know, so it was really an adjustment that I was not prepared for. But that's when I said, okay, it's time for me to go talk Mm -hmm. to somebody because... I'm uneasy and I don't like it. It was, it was very uneasy and, and just in 2020 also had a lot of death. Oh yes, and grief mm-hmm. and loss. It was a and lot fear. of fear and fear. So we were just all just kind of mm-hmm. going through, but we were all just mourning. It even was so the much kids. loss. Yes, Those which people went didn't so even so much grief. Yeah, the adults. Oh I think we were sometimes so like consumed with our own grief and our own trying to adjust with life. Children did that we grieving. did not even Consider. kids was acting up or they were mad or they you know. Tolerance for BS was just a little bit shorter as well. But they were grieving. Oh, my God. They're not used to no virtual school. And they're right. not used to not being around their friends. Yes. I didn't even think about the children until you just said that. I know that 2020... I always think about 2020 being hard for them. But I never thought about grief. That's something that they definitely was grieving. Mm-hmm. Especially small children. Nobody was understanding why they couldn't hug their friends or... Even like Halloween was different, you know. Everything was mm-hmm. just different, and yeah, they were they were they weren't acting out. They were just frustrated. I but even so if they were, kids. it's a response to it. My right. kids were sad. They were frustrated. Even when they thought about going back to school, they were anxious because they mm-hmm. were like, "Well, is my friend gonna think I don't want to talk to them?" Like my parents told me, like I can't get too close or I can't hug them. Mm-hmm. It was just. It was really sad. Like, they were really missing their friends. They were just around their family. Again, we are human beings. Even, like, even the ones that are introverts still experience difficulty because we're none of us are meant to, like, live in isolation. That's right. not the way that we best right. kind of show up for ourselves in the world. We're not meant to be alone. Mm-hmm. So the kids really struggle with their rooms, just even in one house. I don't know. That's a lot. Yeah. People, they struggle. Children did struggle all while trying to maneuver through um, an education system that really wasn't giving them grace and still wanted them to show up and do their best and, you know, make these grades and pass these tests. I think that's you a lot. You didn't turn this in. Yeah. Well, you didn't do this right. Well, the directions weren't clear. It's in this random place that no one knows about because they never did school online. They're not. Right. College kids, it's not like they used to work in Blackboard. They coming up with all these Google Classroom. They, them kids don't know. Right, and considering the the maybe the little the few resources that some of the parents mm-hmm. did or didn't have. Yeah, I it was mean, adjustment across the board. It was it was really hard to see. And if you have children, I think that this is a good conversation for you to like, you know, take in and think about like how can I show up for my children and show them that I understand because a lot of kids were feeling misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
I was trying to encourage parents to be an advocate for your child in regards to school because the school was really asking a lot of these kids. It was a lot. Nobody, I think they was feeling like kids don't have no stress. No, that's correct. That's always But those kids definitely, you know, were grieving. Some of them couldn't go to their proms, their graduations. Oh, so many kids miss graduation. Yes, and prom. Prom is a big deal. It is. (laughs) Homecoming, all that. Yeah, it's a big deal. So, yeah, this is definitely more to grief than death. And I hope that from this conversation, we can spark more conversations about validating people who feel like they lost something and, like, you know, just understanding their pain. To be sure, you're going to say. No, because I just wanted to really quickly just hit on the natural disasters because I know that we were not here during Hurricane Harvey. But when we came back, I felt grief. And I didn't even lose anything, but me and Mercedes went riding around the town and we just seen all of these houses Mm -hmm. that had to just tear up everything from the inside. It's all sitting out, you know, on the side of the road for blocks and blocks, like like south side, north side, all over Houston. People, I had clients who literally lost everything. For sure. And so, no, there was not a loss of life, but this... People lost community relationships. Yeah. They lost their home. Maybe some of the things that they had from like childhood pictures, mm-hmm. like irreplaceable documents and memories and meanings for them. I think every just natural gone. disaster brings loss, especially Katrina. Even the most recent one, mm-hmm. the, the storm. The, yes. The, I have two oh clients God, who forgot. are literally we got struggling to get their, this storm. they are struggling to get their houses and I'm talking about on limited income, struggling to get their houses repaired from their pipes bursting. And this was just in February. Literally, just in February. And in and out of hotels because their 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 houses are not fixed yet. Mm-hmm. It's a really... And I'm offering them the space to really just process. How do we kind of do some stress management? Because what you're going through was in a very short time frame and you still oh. got to keep going and going because you got a kid in school. Right. You can't stop. You like, can't right. stop. And and so bereavement from work is only when somebody physically die. Right. Not from any of this. Not from any of this. People, so, your coworkers have to volunteer to put some of their PTO hours in a pool. Again. You got to bring the obituary back in order to take bereavement days. In most jobs, you know, in some jobs, I know I had to do that in my last job at the Harris Center, but I did. I thought it was very tacky. But that's just a significant loss and when you think about even processing that grief you really got to go back to the beginning how for me what came to mind is the struggle from when you're young and all the work that you put in mm-hmm. to be in a position to invest in these things in your cars or in your home we know it's just material things but it's like this is now your safe place that you've worked so hard yeah. to get here and now it's gone that's a lot of fucking grief. Yes. That makes me think about a lot of small businesses during 2020 who are not going to open back up. They work so hard for their business. Hell yeah. And yeah. So, you know, basically what I'm hoping everybody who's listening to this get from this is that it's not all in your head. You know, if you're not going crazy. You're not going insane. If you find yourself grieving, you know, the loss of a car, the loss of a job, if your child's first day of school. People think parents be overreacting. I'm, I'm not a parent, but some parents really do be... It's emotional. Sad. It's emotions. This is, a, this is literally a part of being a human being. Even getting angry is a part of being a human being. It is. It's literally what am I responding to? Are my emotions 
directly align with the situation? If so, how do you want to move forward? Mm -hmm. But you are grieving even when I know our fathers have done it. Like whenever they like the little girl gets married, mm -hmm. yeah. each time your child does grow up and reach a different stage, it is a grieving process because you're not losing them, but you are kind of losing the baby yes that you had you you know you can you don't need to be holding them like that no more right you're gonna be cradling it <laughs> <laughs> and it's a reckoning like this my baby may not need me as much but mm -hmm. i'm hoping as a parent i have taught you to be an independent and a emotionally healthy human being mm -hmm. right and a big one i think for people our age as we you know come more into ourselves as adults and transition this decade into our 30s you are not going nuts for grieving the loss of the future that you thought you would have. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's a big one for people our age. Um, I think that's something that we all probably have had to sit with one time or another. Just saying like, hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't picture my life this way, but this is where I am. Um, and it's like, this happened fast. <laughs> yeah. And so there, I think there's a lot of bargaining at, yeah. this, at this that we do to ourselves mm -hmm. at this age. I know I probably have, if I would have done this and I would have did this, Basically, you can't go back and change it. You couldn't have really done nothing different because you didn't know right. different at I the time. Right? Always twenty twenty. You didn't know at the time, so you can grieve it, but definitely make sure that that um, that's not a place that you decide to settle at right. because you will find yourself in the same place each year, grieving the past year because you know actions and stuff are still the exact same it when it comes to that one exactly so what it what is something that y'all hope people get from this um session titled there's more to grief than death what is something y'all hope people get to normalize unpleasant emotions because i feel like that's usually what it is and also just to i guess prepare and kind of just be cognizant of each transition that you have in life and knowing that, you know, it might come with a little bit of grief, but that it's okay. Mm -hmm. So that's about it for me. I would, yeah, essentially the same thing. I think one of the bigger things for me would be just know that you're not alone. Um, Cause grief could kind of present itself in a way of wanting to isolate. And I'm hoping if you don't have the support, please certainly seek out different support groups, potentially in Houston, if you are in Houston, um, and know that there are resources available to get the support that you actually need to move forward with your life. Yeah, I, so I think I want people just, I think I've said this a few times, that grief is more than just death. And it's a legitimate response to any loss that we deem significant. And that I want people to understand that they are not crazy or going nuts for grieving just that. Mm -hmm. No matter how small or big, nobody should be able to, you know, minimize something that mm -hmm. you have deemed significant for you, it was big to you. And so make sure that you're around people who can, I guess, make it a safe space for you to express that right. or respect that you don't want to be bothered right now because you're grieving something that was very important to you. Yeah. Um, and nobody has a right to dismiss your feelings about exactly. it. Um, but yeah, because everything that we've talked about from the natural disasters, you know, taking people homes to the kids not being able to go to their proms, not being able to play with their friends, to us not being able to socialize, those things are all losses. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we mourn and we grieve and we don't even realize it sometimes while we're sad about it. But I hope that this opened up people's perspectives to see that grief is a part of life and we have a lifetime of loss and it comes to transition us into the next stage of our lives absolutely um but yeah and it's a moment response to loss 
Absolutely. Um, that's pretty much what I have. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this session. Um, go love yourself. Go love yourself. Hey guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Sisters in Therapy. That is S I S T A S in Therapy. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to our show on and give us a review. And as always, go love yourself.